welcome cadets and captains to a brand spanking new episode of M-Class Podcast. That's me spanking it, you know? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And uh, every so often on the schedule only known to the angels, we sit, right. we sit down with a piece of M-Class or... You know what? A piece of M-Class. Yeah, we do that. <laughs> I'm tired. We sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, we pick it apart, we tell you whether it's good or bad on our patented Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality, and uh, we mostly <laughs> just giggle and make dick jokes. Yeah, you'll get used to it. Or you'll hate us and turn us off, which is fine. Uh, as long as you don't go to iTunes and leave a review afterwards. <laughs> I hate myself and turn myself off a lot. I turn myself on a lot, personally. I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up here, but you do to me, too. (laughs) Uh, This is the um, Horny Jail Collection. Other Jeff and Metroid Mike's Horny Jail Collection. (laughs) And uh, this is the particular Deep Space Nine episode in that collection. Season 3, Episode 10, Fascination. I wouldn't have picked this one for the for the horny jail. Uh, people are quite horny in it. What's the problem? I yeah, they are. I would have picked the one where uh, Worf loves that hot Klingon, and then Quark loves that hot Klingon. Oh yeah, what's her name? Hot Klingon. Hot Klingon. <laughs> that one. That one's kind of. I don't. Does Worf teach him how to fight with the Batleth? Right. Yeah, that one's not as horny as this one though. It's a better episode. Is, it's well, that's why it's a better, it's better. This um, episode sucks. This episode isn't <laughs> the greatest. I will say that. I'm not gonna condemn it to the sucks pile just yet. We'll talk about it a little bit. Find Dude, out. I live my life a quarter mile at a time, man. I live my life quarter impulse at a time. I'm just <laughs> telling you what I think. Uh, this episode has a teleplay by Philip Lezebnik, which is a name I hadn't seen before, so I looked it up. That's a weird name. Um, Lezebnik wrote um, the story and teleplay for Devil's Do, the Sexy Satan episode from our Satan's collection. God damn, that's the best Satan's episode we ever did. And also wrote the story for Darmok. Wow, Lezebnik. You got that's like a Star Wars name. Yeah, it is. And the only other thing they wrote for Star Trek was uh, Fascination. So, mm, but fascinating. They, oh no! But um, how fascinating! He also worked on the scripts of Pocahontas and Mulan. So he was a pretty prolific, big time Hollywood writer man. Oh, so he likes to write stories that never happened in history that make uh, child abduction fun. Because <laughs> right? uh, Pocahontas, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, well. Poca- Pocahontas, Pocahontas was, like, was taken as a child. Like, uh, this guy didn't marry Pocahontas. He stole Pocahontas. Yeah, Pocahontas was 14, so. He, he kidnapped her. Uh, this episode's story, not just the teleplay, uh, is by uh, Iris Stephen Bear, famous Bluebeard, and James Crocker. <laughs> Uh, not famous writer <laughs> from uh, married to Mrs. Betty Crocker. Yeah, the cake lady. <laughs> uh, apparently, James Crocker was instrumental for the conception of the Dominion. So he's way a very to go, James Crocker. Guy. 
I was hoping some Dominion would show up in this episode and just, like, three-dick their way into some people's stories. <laughs> Suddenly, somebody really wants to fuck a Jem Hadar. Did you know that Ketracel White makes your three dicks hard all night long? Uh, I do know that if your three dicks stay hard for longer than three consecutive moon cycles, you need to uh, cut down on the Ketracel. Dude, I can't. I need it. <laughs> Yeah, Iris Stephen Bear, uh, I did not give him the credit he deserved. He's the executive producer of Deep Space Nine, and uh, besides Josh's boy... Is, yeah, he's my boy. ...is probably the uh, most responsible for what Deep Space Nine is as a creator. Yeah, he's my... I love him. I like yeah. him, and I like the guy who... Uh, well, you love Ronald so D. Moore, was who I was well, talking yeah, I about. Well, yeah, I love Ronald D. Moore. Yeah, Iris Stephen Bear and Ronald D. Moore are probably the two people who are most responsible for why Deep Space Nine is what it is. I don't want to give him credit for this episode, though, because this one sucks. Well, he wrote it. <laughs> I don't know. Is that? Do we know that for a fact? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't there, so I don't have first-person <laughs> Who even experience. knows? Yeah. Um, this was directed by a little-known director named Avery Brooks. Oh, <laughs> dude! I can't wait till we talk about him. Avery Brooks is great in every episode, even this one, which isn't so good. He's yeah. he's playing like a comedic version of Cisco that's very enjoyable. Yeah, he's great. Anyway, Dad Disco. <laughs> Uh, this is also a Loaxana Troy episode, which uh, again, if you don't like Loaxana Troy, it's a matter of taste. Uh, you need to get some. Yeah, you gotta get your three dicks in order. <laughs> Line Stop them up. helicoptering them, getting them all tangled. <laughs> get them in order. It's like your fucking iPhone headphones. How did they even get like this? <laughs> I put my three dicks in my pocket and they come out just all twisted together. Come out, come out fucking like merged, like fusion danced. Uh, uh, so Jake has lost his Bajoran girlfriend. She Who, who was hot? She was hot. She also uh, looked like she was way too old for him anyway. Yeah, that's fine with me. I'm cool with that. But I mean, there's a little bit of that, like, little, this little grossy gross. <laughs> Where you're like, mm, I don't think that's legal. <laughs> but he's like, he's crying around the room, and Cisco comes in, and he's like, hey, you going to the Bajoran Gratitude Festival? That's what the episode's about. Yeah, it's like, uh, Valentine's Day? Um, not really. Is it, it's Thanksgiving. It's like Thanksgiving-y, except, you know, uh, people write down their problems and burn them. That's the big but part of the Don't the you festival. do that at Thanksgiving? I write them down on a big spliff and I burn that. <laughs> I write it down on a turkey and then I dump <laughs> that shit right into some hot oil in my house. Oh, you do the oil? <laughs> no. That's how you burn your house. That's how you burn your house. I was going to say, you're going to light your neighborhood on fire. Uh, they would deserve it. Thanks, um, truck. That was great. You are very loud. Oh, I didn't hear it. Cool. Oh, you will. <laughs> It'll come up on the come up on the audio for sure. Yeah, you're going to hear it. But Cisco's like, yeah, go to the festival, and maybe you'll meet a new lady and make a new start. And Jake's like, fine, but I'm not going to have fun. He's being real 16 about it. Like, he's all... <laughs> pissy and he's like my girlfriend went away to Penn State <laughs> I don't get to fuck her anymore <laughs> and I do love that Cisco just goes 
Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's like the most understanding ass dad. That's like, that's why I love him so much because I didn't have a good dad. Yeah, so. I feel the same way. Yeah, like, I just I want him to be my. I dad. want Cisco to be my dad. Damn it! Just hug me. <laughs> I did notice, and I've noticed this a million times before, so I've probably said it before, but like. Every time Avery Brooks interacts with Sirach Lofton in the show, he like grabs him as hard as he can. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they. I mean, like they were all pretty close and stuff. Uh, I'm sure that like when you're like an actor and you have like to act like a. I thought about this with like Miles and Molly because Molly looks horrified. Uh, yeah, Molly doesn't know this man. <laughs> Molly's like, "What are you?" <laughs> Potato man. Why is your face so small? <laughs> Why do you look like a thumb? <laughs> she is terrified of of oh man, like every time she sees him, she her eyes are like discs. Dude, she is wide-eyed. Yeah, she's like, "What?" <laughs> but she still manages to say her lines, which I appreciate. You can tell she likes uh, Keiko. I yeah. don't know her name, her actress's name. I don't either. I'm a bad man. I just she's Keiko in real life. Yeah, in, in real life. Yeah. Um, her actress's name is Rosalind Chow. I knew that actually. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, I I always just assume that like. Uh, you have to like establish like a fatherly connection to like this other actor, right? Because sure. he's like a kid. Well, Sirach but... Lofton has like gone on the record saying that like his, like Avery Brooks was just as formative to him as his own father during those years. You know cause... how jealous I am of Sirach Lofton. Yeah, me too. And I like I like Jake. Like Jake yeah. is we've said it before. Jake's good Wesley. Like exactly. I mean, Jake gets a little annoying when he becomes like. The Cub Scout, like, uh, yeah. reporter, like, I gotta yeah. get the scoop. <laughs> yeah, he gets a little Clark Kent, you know? Yeah. Uh, he gets a little Clark Kent's asshole rival. I forget that dude's name, but... Mark Ment, I believe. Mark Ment. He smells great. <laughs> uh, by, over in the replomat, O'Brien and Bashir are having some coffee, and O'Brien's talking about how Keiko and Molly are finally coming back for the first time in four months. They've been on Bajor doing plant shit. Yeah, which, like, they really, like, uh, I, this doesn't make sense, and I, this is the only part about this I don't like, is, like, you can just, like, go to Bajor. <laughs> yeah, why aren't you just visiting? Like, you haven't seen your wife in four months, and she's literally on the planet that you're hovering above? They, they like, hand wave it away by being, like, th she's on, like, a mountain, and it's like, yeah, you got transporters, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> like, you got transporters, you got shuttlecraft, like, yeah. go visit. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't get it. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> O'Brien's like, oh, I, I hope I'll have a good time with her or whatever, and Bashir's like, look. You gotta get that bitch to stay. I'm done being your work wife. This is over. <laughs> He's like, we have played 70 games of fucking racquetball. How many games of racquetball do you think we've played? And he's like, yeah. I don't know, 15, 20? And he's like, try 70. And he plays it off like he's like, I've been keeping track. But really, it's just like fucking super soldiers. Yeah, so he he's got a super brain. He just remembers yeah. it. Yep. And he's like, I don't know how many more games of racquetball my elbow can take. <laughs> Which is infinite, because you're a super soldier. 
He's got to play weak. I'm so weak. I do love it when O'Brien finds out and he's like, you've been throwing the dart games we've been playing? Doesn't he make him play without throwing it and he just like whoops him? He makes him play uh, standing like eight feet behind Farther him. back, yeah. yeah. But Which, he still gets it, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, how would he not? Uh, Odo is crushing on Kira. This is the first episode we learned this, actually. I found out. Yeah, I I was wondering because I was like, when did we establish this? I forget. We established it right now. It's it comes up pretty naturally. <laughs> you can tell uh, this episode doesn't. is written by a guy because yeah. uh, in any type of uh, non like recorded romance that's written by a guy, the girl is so unbelievably oblivious to the dude's feelings, even though he's like ejaculating the matter the whole yeah. time. Yeah, she's she's like an idiot. <laughs> he's like, oh, I was hoping we could see each other at the festival. And she's like, yeah, we can hang out right after I get done fucking Beryl. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking fuck Beryl's brains out tonight. That's like what she says to her. And he's like, oh, I didn't know you were still together. And she's like, yeah, we're gonna be together forever, nerd. Yeah, we fucking love each other. We got promise rings, Bajoran promise earrings. We got fucking, like, I bought, like, Replimat lube, like 10 gallons of biomimetic lube. Because, Bio- <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because, like, in guys' like worlds, right, like, guys are like, they never understand. <laughs> Why don't they know I love them? But, like, in like, reality, like, yeah. Kira knows. And yeah, she's trying do. to be like, yeah, like, I'm going with Beryl because we're together. So. Yeah. Take a hint, buddy. Yeah. But no, we're supposed to be on Odo's side on this one, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to be on Odo's side for a character who's, like, not a human being in any way, shape, no. or form. He's, he's uh, also kind of a dickhead. So there is that. I love yeah. Odo at this point, though. He's like he starts out as like my favorite character, but he's a dickhead to Quark, which is fun. Yeah, I love their relationship. Yeah, they're like the Miles and Bashir of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> uh, O'Brien and Kira are waiting at the airlocks for Beryl and Keiko and Molly. And Beryl comes off, and he's like, Oh, Kira, I'm so excited to see you. And then they just start snogging. Yeah, it's like... I I don't like Beryl's actor. Uh, <laughs> he, like, has always bothered me, and really? I don't know why. I think he's really funny in this episode. Like, Yeah, he is good in this one. Um, from about half the halfway point after he becomes smitten with Dax, he's really yeah. funny. Especially when he punches Cisco and Cisco barely reacts to it. Dude, he like <laughs> sighs through the punch. He's just like, Ugh. like he punches him and he goes, Beryl. Yeah, Beryl, <laughs> please. And then he just like fucking like neos. <laughs> he just like keeps blocking him with no problem whatsoever. <laughs> he is beginning to Cisco believe. This is really, Beryl is so weak that Cisco doesn't even react to getting punched in the face by him. Dude, Punch is like a priest. Is that a thing uh, people say? But, uh, <laughs> like, Beryl and Kira walk off kissing or whatever, and for some reason, O'Brien, like, stares at them? Yeah, I don't understand this part. And in my back of my mind, I, I kept thinking about how uh, O'Brien, like, and Kira have that, like, fling later, you know? Well, uh, 
<laughs> I'm gonna call. I don't know if this. artificially inseminating somebody is a fling. No, remember when they like start to fall in love with each other? Oh, because they're like she's they carrying his so baby, much. and they're hanging out all the time. Yeah. So like they start to like get feelings for each other. Yeah, they're like in an emotional. Uh, what's it called? Trist. Emotion- yeah, like a. Yeah, trist is a good word. It's a. I know what you're talking about. An emotional affair. Yeah, they're like yeah. flirting with the idea of like doing sex, <laughs> which is fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucked up. But, but like. Keiko comes off the ship and she's like had a terrible, terrible time. Like she's so tired, and Molly is like, oh, "I don't feel so good." And then comedy vomits on O'Brien. Yeah, she pukes on him, and then apparently he hasn't been around a child before, and this is like a shock to him. He's terrified of the vomit. But yeah. then uh, the best character, Lawaxana Troy, walks out, and she's like, "Oh, I shouldn't have given you all that candy." And Keiko like, <laughs> does like the big comedy eye roll. <laughs> She's like, get me out of here. <laughs> uh, again, I'll I'll go on record saying that like I don't understand why people don't like Loxana Troy. Yeah, she's, I don't know. She's a comedy character. How do you not get this? <laughs> yeah, she's fun, man. I'd hang out with Loxana. I don't care if she would like insinuate oral sex. <laughs> she would be grabbing on your ding dong all the time. Yeah, also insinuate, and what's the other word? Um, initiate. Ejaculate. That's Ejaculate, that's another good one. <laughs> I, there's a whole contingent of people who don't like Loxana Troy, and I, I don't mean to put them in the same camp, but there is a, a Venn diagram heavy overlap between those people and people who also don't like any of the female characters in Star Trek. Don't they like MILFs? Nobody loves a MILF. <laughs> Nobody loves MILFs anymore. Uh, I Everybody loves stepsisters now. <laughs> oh no, I'm stuck inside the replimat. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure hopes of nobody replicates 10 liters of biomimetic loot. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 I mean, like, people who don't like uh, her daughter who don't like the Troy of TNG because she's, like, too emotional, and they don't, like, crush her because she's not whatever, yeah. and they don't like yeah, any don't, female yeah. character for this laundry list of reasons. I do think that they should probably, like, limit the number of Beta Zeds on any given ship or station. <laughs> Seems to be a problem. <laughs> well, yeah, that, like, <laughs> their powers just go out of control all the time. They're just... They're just fucking empathing bullshit onto everybody. I mean, uh, fucking Sarek does the same shit. That's true. Sarek shows up and he's like, I am not compromised! That's right, I forgot. That's a sad one. That is a sad episode. And then, like, the later episode where he, like, dies is even... Spoilers, I guess. Yeah, he's... I mean, he was old. Spoilers on this 30-year-old television program. Yeah. Don't even get me started on people who get mad about that stuff. 40? It's like a whole, whole other podcast. <laughs> I think it's 30. I think it's a 30-year-old television program. I said something about Ex Machina to Sean the other day, and he got mad at me. And I was like, that movie's been out forever. Like, just go watch it. I'm not, I'm not asking you... I don't care. You know what? I don't even at this care. Po- at this point, I guess, like, if you haven't seen Ex Machina, why would spoilers bother you? You don't really care to see it. 
Like That's you true. didn't put any effort in to see it for like the eight years it's been out or whatever. Also, I'm giving you a heads up. That movie is fucking depressing. Yeah, that movie is. Uh, <laughs> that'll affect your mood. All that right, a, that's a that's a dark rainy day movie right there, man. Whew. It's not like Luxana Troy, who's like a, no. a burst of sunshine whenever she walks through the door. I would do whatever she wanted me to do. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd help her get out of the replicant. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You yes, do the I opposite. <laughs> I'd push her in there more. <laughs> I'll know you're stuck even more. I'll know my pants fell down. Oh, I'll no, know I fell I'm over. Stuck. I'll know I fell over again. <laughs> oh, no, you must have given my dick too much candy. It's throwing up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's disgusting. That may be the worst description of that I've ever heard in my life. When your dick gets too much candy, it throws up. Uh, on that note, on that horrifying note that'll stick with me for the rest of my life, we're going to take a quick commercial break and be right back after these messages. I'm going to put a candy commercial now. Oh. After these messages, we'll be right back. Charm Flow Pop, take one. Action. Fruit flavored candy on the outside. Say it. Bubblegum on the inside. Fabulous. That's Glow Pop. Welcome back from what I'm imagining is a candy commercial that makes you very uncomfortable. I'm going to try to find the grossest one. Ugh. That's going to live with me for the rest of my days. You're welcome. You'll you'll think about me on your deathbed. That makes me feel good. Odo's ready to go to the festival, and he's in the security office, and he's talking to some fucker, some Starfleet security officer. <laughs> and he's talking about how he, he walks into Quarks a couple times a day just to fuck with him. Yeah, they're doing, like, cop talk, right? Like, Yeah, like, I harass this citizen every day yeah. to let him know that I could be a violent cop to him at any moment. I get real fashy uh, four or five times a day. <laughs> and then Loxana Troy walks in, and she's, like, all over Odo immediately. And Odo's like, I gotta go. I was forgetting if this was after the episode where he does, like, kind of fall in love with her. Well, he doesn't, when she's, he doesn't fall in love with her, but he definitely becomes, like, appreciative of her and who she is. And it is. Yeah. It's after that episode. Oh, it is. Okay. Because she I, talks about um, melting in her lap. Oh, and that's yeah. what happened last time when he was melting. He was being a melty boy. He melts in her lap. I've done that before. <laughs> hmm. Melts in your mouth, not in your hand. <laughs> It's an M&M's commercial. That's what it will be. <laughs> but she's been sent to the station as Beta Z's official representation uh, at the festival, which makes sure. no sense because it's just a Bajoran festival. On well, Deep Space Nine, yeah. which, I, like, who cares? Like, whatever. But she's there to see Odo, and she found out that the founders are the same beings as he is. And yeah. so she's like, oh, I'm here for a shoulder to cry on because your people are, like, assholes. Yeah, melt in my lap and not in my hands. And, uh, or maybe in my hands later. Wink, wonk. Wink. With your, 
with your dick. <laughs> and she's like, I'm here to delve into the depths of your pain. And Odo's like, there are no depths. <laughs> <laughs> I love the security guy. He, like, smiles and he, He's like, like ha Odo's gonna fuck. That must be, like, the greatest sight ever to watch that happen. Because Odo's such a fucking stick in the mud. Yeah. Or he's mud on the stick. He is the know. mud that the stick yeah. goes into. He could also be the stick. He could. <laughs> yes, he could be all. And he could be a gungy jackdaw. It's the hardest thing to be, I heard, though. <laughs> but um, when they're leaving, uh, Loxana has, like, a little bit of a headache. She's like, oh, my head. And he's like, I'm you gone. all right? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. It's just menopause. Oh no. I'm having <laughs> a hot flash. <laughs> it's gonna be menopause that makes everyone want to fuck each other. The O'Briens are back in their quarters, and Miles O'Brien is like, I'm gonna get fucky tonight. Yeah, he's setting, he's laying the bricks, <laughs> he's laying the groundwork. <laughs> and uh, Keiko's like, Look, I'm, uh, he's like, Oh, let's go to the festival together, and then maybe we can come back later. And, uh, and she's like, Miles, I'm really tired. Yeah. And he's like, well, go to sleep then. And she's like, that's not what I said. They start like getting into this like uh, television couple fight where yeah. no one's wrong, but they're just fighting for no reason. Aren't married couples funny? Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, as, as a married person... Hilarious. As a married person, you don't argue about nothing. Like, that's not how shit works. Well, that's how you end up not married anymore. True. This is a very dysfunctionalized relationship. Yeah, I will say, somebody, Crystal and I are like a weird couple in that we don't really argue about anything. We're both that's too chill about it. <laughs> yeah, it's the way it's supposed to be. Um, I think I don't. I'm not married. I don't know. But she's like, uh, I'll just, do, I'll do whatever you want. Just tell me what you want to do. And he's like, All right, well, we're gonna go to the thing, or maybe we won't. Or, or <laughs> you know, we can we can come home early because you're tired. She's like, Ugh, Fine. Oh my god, this isn't what I wanted. And I'm like, Oh my god, oh my god children. Fuck. Yeah, both of them. Seriously. Uh. I go in the promenade, we get the Bajoran thing started, so it gets Bajorany. Yeah, uh, apparently if you're uh, the second in command of the space station and a Bajoran, you're in charge of doing the st- all the parties. You're it like, seems it's like, like this a should frat. be Boreal's fucking deal. <laughs> yeah, right? But he's just standing there. <laughs> I thought this one was the one where he gets hanged, and I got excited for a second. Oh no. <laughs> Josh hates Beryl. I don't like Beryl. You don't like Beryl because he gets the TV kiss Kira. Yeah, I knew you are. I knew you and everyone at home was gonna say that. But it's not just that. I just, I don't know. He just he bothers me, man. I don't know. He's got he's too soft spoken. He's something. an extremely boring character. Yeah, there boring. is that. And it's like I don't know. I hate that. Like Kira always has to be with these Bajoran like dudes. Like. Not that, not that she should be with Bajoran women, but you know what I mean. Like, I that they're always like in power, like places. It makes her seem like she's like, uh, like fucking them for clout or something. You know? Oh, that's how it feels. I think it's because they get to kiss her, and you don't like. It. <laughs> you know what? Let's let's just go with that. Because I don't like that either. I want to kiss her. Why not me? She's super cute in this episode. She is. She's got a great outfit. She got her hair real good. She's cute as hell. She's wearing like a fucking Zelda outfit. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, fuck. I want 
I want to hang out with Zelda Kira. She uh, she turns on the neon lights at the Bajoran Temple, and the festival starts. Apparently on Bajor, they have different fire. This fire's blue. Yeah, this is cool fire, because it's blue. That's sick. That's cool. Larksana like, gets smarties. another headache, and Jake and Barail both get headaches as well. Yeah, at this point, we all know what's happening. Yeah, and Cisco grabs Jake with the power of a million fucking vice presses on his shoulder. <laughs> He's like, you all right? And Jake's like, yeah, I've never felt better. And, and Cisco's and, like, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm a good dad. Bye. Jake goes up to Kira, gives her a big-ass Jumja stick. <laughs> yeah, it's, I love the phallic uh, symbolism. Yeah, he's trying to give her his Jumja stick. I mean, I hope uh, I hope he's that long. I just hope he's not that chody. <laughs> she's like, he's like, Kira, I'm in love with an older woman. And she's like, oh, yeah? Who is it? And no, he, she's like, tell Marta how you feel. And he's like, nah, Marta and me are through, bitch. It's not Marta I feel that for. She's like, well, then who? And he's like, you. She's like, me? Yeah, she's like, oh, no. And he's like, yeah, wanna go fuck? And she's like, uh. Oh, <laughs> she looks right at the camera and says that. Uh, Barile finds Dax. Morn is there, and he he has like a list of things to burn that's like two pages long, front yeah. and back. And I love how Gen Z is like Morn. I find it hard to believe that somebody as attractive and and easygoing as you has this many friends. <laughs> <laughs> I think this begins the whole like Morn is hot joke that yeah. they keep talking about. I, I love the Morn is hot joke. I also can only imagine that half of that list is the fact that he's got latinum in his tummy. Yeah, he's fucking. <laughs> I fucked up my insides. I have diarrhea every day. <laughs> Um, but Barile's like, oh, or he's being a huge creeper in this scene. He's like, Dax, I wish I had a friend as beautiful and titty as you. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I consider you a friend. He's like, oh, really? Oh, great. <laughs> By the prophets. And he's like, because I wanted to get, in, I want us to get to know each other better. A and lot he, better. And <laughs> And then he touches our leg, and it's like... Dax is like, I gotta go. That's sexual harassment, sir. Uh, Odo is being a weirdo next to some people playing instruments. Oh, did we go... Wait, oh, I thought we were at the part with, like, uh, the John Delancey carnival guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a dude who who's doing fushi. He's doing double uh, fushis that's what it's as called, he walks fushi. through the crowd. And he, and there's a guy with fire sticks, but they look like they're just light sticks. They are just light sticks. Because <laughs> it's too small on the set for fire. I love, the, I love that in the far-flung future we've unlocked the true scientific mastery of fushigi. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> I was missing it in this century. Uh... Oh, no, he's, he's doing, like, the little, like, uh, directing the chorus, like, being the maestro while the people are playing music. Is he? Yeah. I don't remember this. Uh, he's just standing there. They're not, like, following his lead or anything. He's just doing it because he likes the music. Oh, and he's like a child, right? And uh, Loxana <laughs> catches up to him. 
And he's like, oh, I, I gotta go. And she's like, no, I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they find Dax, and uh, she's like, I'm pissed at Beryl. And they're like, why? And she's like, because he's a dog. He's a dirty dog. He's a, he's a Snoop doggy dog. But then uh, Dax gets a headache. Of course. And we f- <laughs> we switch on over to Miles and Keiko. The O'Briens are having a little date in Quarks. That's right. Quarks is the date. And then it gets really nasty. It gets rough during this Dude. scene. She's like, uh, my, they're, they're like being like really sweet to begin with. Like O'Brien's like, I haven't sat at this table since you were gone. And like, we've, I missed each other so much. And then she's like, yeah, I'm going to be on Bajor for another like seven months. And O'Brien takes it like a reasonable adult. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? You dumb bitch. What are you talking about? (laughs) And everybody in Quark's is like, whoa. He gets real Irish real oh, quick. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Oh, no. Yeah, no. He, he uh, yeah, he, he's like, she's like, what do you want me to do? Like, quit? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> duh. Yeah, maybe you should fucking think about it. That should at least be one of your options. She's like, I, Sabara was right. I shouldn't have told you anything. Yeah, this is also like very stupid of her. To yeah, say this that. is like, this is borderline like manipulation this of the is, conversation. Yeah, like, this is like gaslighting. Like, like she's like, Sabar yeah. told me not to tell you, and he's like, who the fuck is Sabar? <laughs> like she's, the pizza place, Sabaros. Sabaros told you not to do this. And she's yeah, like, I told him on Bajor. <laughs> She's like, I told him everything about our relationship, and he said that I shouldn't tell you, and also his yeah. dick is way bigger. Yeah, like, and at this point, like, <laughs> at, like I'm like, all right, like, uh, you kind of, like, deserve to be, like, like told that that's not okay, at least. Yeah, like, like you know Miles like, is that's... like, well, I'm glad that you discussed aspects of our extremely personal life with another yeah. man. yeah. And like he's like, that. what I want you to do is to stay here with me. And she's like, I don't even want to be at this table with you right now. And then he gets really, <laughs> and then he's, he starts just fucking river dancing on top of the table. <laughs> he's so mad, which is Irish men's way of saying we're done. We're done right now. He's like, I'm get out so of here. Done. Say if I fucking care. Yeah. He's like, we'll leave. Go ahead. Ugh. Get out of here. Get out of here. (laughs) John Lithgow and Bigfoot. It's uh it's a rough scene. It's uh it's a legitimate ass married fight between a couple that I don't know. I understand people who are like maybe they shouldn't be married if they'd only seen this episode. Yeah. I mean they get, they're not as bad in this as uh, I, I guess the joke was like when they got married it was a big misunderstanding right and then they just kept rolling with it they were like I guess yeah, this, so. this married couple like they don't know they're never on the same page it's wacky <laughs> she's uptight and fastidious and he's more of an everyman <laughs> he likes beer he drinks one in this episode he loves beer cause he's Irish and she <laughs> loves plants can they ever be together <laughs> All I it's know about Karma and Greg in space. <laughs> True. King of Queens in space. <laughs> King 
King of Quarks. Oh, nice. Uh, Cisco is he walks up to Jake and he's like, Jake, I know that the crush you have is on Kira, and like you you gotta cut this shit out, man. This is weird. You're being weird. Yeah, yeah. and Jake like totally doubles down, and and Cisco doesn't even know how to like handle it <laughs> no he's cisco in this entire episode is like summed up by <laughs> maybe not that bad he's just like shrugging like picture him shrugging and that's him the whole episode uh? Uh-huh. yeah at no point though during this conversation does cisco say hey it's like super illegal for you to date her <laughs> yeah you're like 16 and she's like at least 30 like this I mean is... I guess in like England it wouldn't isn't it six is it 16 in England I don't know I don't know you fucking degenerates 16 I... come on <laughs> I'm not from England <laughs> I said I was talking to our viewers not you <laughs> viewers yeah. listeners our viewers if you're from England and the age of age of consent is 16 you fucking degenerates I, I what think are you it doing? is I'm pretty sure it is uh, yes, Jake is just like, nah, dude, you're not cock blocking me. I'm yeah. in love. He totally like throws down, flips it, and reverses it. <laughs> He's like, I know what I'm doing, Dad. I'm gonna score with Narice. Uh, Narice, stop calling her that. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, stop calling her that. Uh, Cisco goes, changes into some dapper civilian clothes, which is is just like the captain's vest, but tie dyed. <laughs> He's, he's going to have a nice little party in honor of the gratitude It's Thanksgiving. Festival. Yeah, so this is why I thought it was maybe Thanksgiving, yeah. right? Because it's like a feast or whatever. And uh, Dax tells him everything about what's happening with uh, Vedic Burial. And he's like, well, do you want me to sort it out? And she's like, would you please? Yeah. And he's like, I, I, I was just offering. I didn't think you were going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then she just starts, like, rubbing all over him with her oh, whole body. Man. Oh man! And he's like, "What? What's going on here?" He's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. He's yep. like, uh, "Bashir, we're headed down to uh, the we're headed down to the med bay. Meet us there immediately." <laughs> <laughs> Who's the one that fucks who in an alternate dimension, Cisco? That's all. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I thought too. I was like, "Remember that time you did have sex with a Dax?" Hmm. I bet you'd still remember it. I know I sure would. Uh, he takes Dax down to the infirmary, and Bashir's like, look, there's nothing wrong with her. Yeah. And she's like, ha-ha, got you, dum-dum. I'm just <laughs> joking. <laughs> just, jo- just, just a prank, bro. Ha-ha-ha. <laughs> and uh, Bashir's like, I think we've just been, we just got punked. Yeah. Anyway, bye. Cisco leaves with Dax, and Dax is like, hey, hey, I was lying. I want to fuck. Let's <laughs> fuck right here in the hallway. <laughs> and, dude, and Cisco's like, I, I don't know. What is that? That was a really good Seinfeld impression. You just did. <laughs> Thank you. In my in my personal experience, the only way to do an actual good Seinfeld impression is accidentally. People do it yeah. all the time. You accidentally. <laughs> that was good too, actually. Thanks. I tried a little harder. Wasn't as good as the first one. 
uh, <laughs> O'Brien is uh, at the bar, and uh, you know because he's Irish. <laughs> yeah, he's gotta get he's gotta get drunker. He's gonna drink some grapefruit juice or something. I don't know. He's at the bar, and Quark is like, "You humans allowing your females to have clothes and vote." What is wrong yeah. with you? And you're, as the audience, you're supposed to roll your eyes at this and... Yeah, be like, oh, Quark, you and your backward-ass people. Because Quark is a, a fucking heathen. Yeah, he's a degenerate. Like <laughs> he's those Englishmen. Yeah, <laughs> like the English folks. Uh, but like, but there's a method to this madness here. Yeah, he's, right? he's baiting O'Brien very yeah. heavily. Because O'Brien's an idiot, you know, because he's Irish. Yeah, he's dumb as fuck, because he's Irish. Yeah, all he eats is potatoes, so that makes you dumb. That's why he turned into one. <laughs> he, he like, sort of tricks him. He's like, oh, well, um, like, I never met the right woman, and uh, if I did, I wouldn't let her walk out the door and out of my yeah. life. Yeah. And O'Brien's like, well, see about that. Yeah, and he gets and up he and he smiles. irishes his way out of the bar. <laughs> he river dances out, <laughs> and then he comes back and he's like, "I forgot me pot of gold." He puts on his leprechaun hat and dances out. <laughs> it's real little. It's a real little hat, tiny. But yeah, Quark like grins because he just played him hardcore. Yeah, he just got him. Yeah. So he goes back to his uh, quarters, and uh, the the actress that plays Molly is again terrified of him. <laughs> Well, we get a fucking Toby the Targ uh, scene, though. Yeah, it's they just call him Piggy, but he is a Targ. Yeah, he's Toby the Targ. They, I guess they name him that later. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's Piggy now. Yeah, take Piggy. And it's I mean, like, I guess Molly isn't afraid of him in this scene. She's like really like, I believe that he's her father in this scene. In yeah, most yeah. other scenes, I do not. He is a stranger, and she's scared. I think probably because like they probably are passing her back and forth which for little kids is like scary yeah right? true like it's weird to do that and and then on a set with a bunch of people and like there's chaos and shit I'm oh sure yeah there's scary. like uh, 30 40 people standing around yeah. staring so. i'm sure it's like very strange <laughs> but she gets to play with little piggy in that scene and uh she's like mommy's sad yeah mommy drinks like- <laughs> And he's like, well, you go back to your room, and I'll try and cheer up Mommy, okay? And she's like, cool. And I have to wonder how many times he said that to mean sex. That's what I thought. I was like, <laughs> is he going to try to, like, fuck? This is not the time, Miles. Well, he sends her to her room, which is like, I'm going to fuck your mom. Yeah. I He just doesn't want her to hear that he, has, he loves her mom. <laughs> yeah. God forbid. <laughs> but, um... He she won't let him into the bedroom and he stands outside and he, he does like a full on like real genuine apology. Yeah, he's like he's grown up. He's grown yeah. up a little bit. He's he's gonna resign from Starfleet so that he can he can follow Keiko wherever they go and it's Molly just like and they can be together. Just quit, you know what I mean? True. <laughs> well Irishmen hate work anyway, so yeah, why would he even be working here? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I like how we're just full-blown, like, Irish racists, because we can be. The two Irish-blooded guys (laughs) who both are technically unemployed (laughs) are making fun of this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, that's funny. But uh, she's like, I need some time to think about it. You go to Cisco's party, bye. 
Yeah, and he's like, okay. He's like, oh, fuck. Okay. I'm gonna go to Thanksgiving. He sadly river dances out. <laughs> and he comes back in. Oh, I forgot the other pot of gold. <laughs> uh, Loxana and Odo meet Kira, and Kira's like, Burrell's a dirty dog. Yeah, Kira's pissed. And they're like, yeah, well, Dax was acting just as weird. And yeah. uh, they go back to the... They're going to head back to the infirmary, but they all get the same headache. Yeah, they all get menopause by the Betazoid. <laughs> uh, like, Kira and Bashir are going to go check out the infirmary, and then they get... Uh, they kiss? Yeah, they... <laughs> so, like, in real life, they're married. Yeah, and right? they have a... They, like... I think they have one kid at this point. I think when yeah. she's pregnant later, it's their second child. Yeah. So the the guys, like the writers, were like, "Ha ha ha! We'll just have the married couple make the fuck out." Yeah, but they and make, make out, out weirder I mean, than anyone yeah. has ever made out before. Yeah, it's it's almost like uh, Nana Visitor like knows how to kiss and wants to kiss but they were like it's too real stop tonguing each other like, they keep doing this thing where they stop kissing and act like they're orgasming <laughs> yeah I don't know what that is <laughs> they just stop kissing and go oh, what the and fuck and they're like breathing into the <sighs> it's like you can hear the <sighs> yeah I jizzed that's what Bashir says halfway through he's I jizzed I jizzed <laughs> And then they keep kissing, and then later on at the party, he goes, I jizzed, again. (laughs) But they're just, uh, they're just, I can't even describe what's wrong with the kissing they're doing, because it's so, it's as if aliens. I was going to say, it's tried to mimic human kissing. It's like flat-lipped kisses. Like, they're, like, not kissing it's like they're kissing with their teeth. Like it's like they're smashing their faces against each other. Yeah. And then Odo gets cucked again. Again. He goes down go. to the infirmary to get them and he sees them kissing and he's like, Ugh <laughs> Again with this shit. I mean he does turn into a gungy jackdaw. <laughs> Women love a gungy jackdaw, I've heard. Man, I've gungy jackdaw all night. Oh no. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. I can I can gungy jackdaw all night, oh, and no, it's Odo yeah. turning like yes. uh, anamorph style into a gungy oh, jackdaw. Fuck yes, <laughs> that's amazing. Back in the wardroom, everybody's upset or in love. <laughs> it's like Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, um, Jake so is up- like pissed because Kira is making out with Bashir and uh, yeah. like. Uh, O'Brien's pissed because he's ruined his marriage and he's getting divorced. <laughs> Dude, this is Thanksgiving. I looked up the date. It was November 28th, 1994. Oh, that makes so perfect sense. It probably either was Thanksgiving or right around it. Earlier in the episode, O'Brien talks about how he wants Keiko to wear her red dress. And she's like, I don't know, it's awfully tight. And he's like, well, that's why I like it. Yeah. And she shows up halfway through the party in her red dress. And and Lady in Red plays by and, uh, Chris DeBerg. <laughs> Good memory. Jesus. Lady. It always reminds me of Dodgeball. 
Oh yeah, that is in Dodgeball. With uh, Missy Pyle as the Russian girl <laughs> with the unibrow. I love Missy Pyle. Oh, man. She's hilarious. But um, <laughs> like she comes in in her red dress looking pretty good, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, she's all right. <laughs> and then uh, she tells... Well, she's looking way better than O'Brien. Dude, she's out of O'Brien's league. Yeah, by, like, no doubt. A lot of leagues. But she's like, you don't need to resign. Make sure Captain Cisco doesn't see. And then they have a, a regular person kiss, which is pretty refreshing after the Bashir and Kira scene before. Yeah, it almost feels like they like like each other more than the married couple yeah. does. You know? <laughs> but... um. I guess they're, they're trying to do comedy. Bashir and Kira are trying to be comedic with how they're kissing. And this is, like, supposed to be, like, genuine. Well, why didn't they just real kiss and then we would have sold it as, like... I mean, that's funny. Like, real kissing can be funny. Right? No, it's gotta be slapsticky. It's gotta be, like, the Three Stooges kissing each other. <laughs> I remember that episode. A, that episode was banned in the U.S. <laughs> Too hot for TV. <laughs> They, uh, this is when Dax punches Cisco and Cisco does not feel it whatsoever. Oh, Burial does. Oh, yeah, Burial does. Burial, yeah. Dax beats the shit out of Burial. <laughs> she fucks him up, dude. Don't touch my man. Dude, she face, like, plants him. Like, she palms him in the nose. Like, she shoves her his brain up his nose. His nose up his brain. His brain up his butt. Yeah. But then Quark comes in, he's like, anybody want pudding? <laughs> Dude, this pudding looks so good. It really does. I was thinking Dude, that the whole time. I was like, I want this pudding. Let me get that pudding. What is it called? It's like some spice pudding. But he steps over Beryl's dead body, and he's like, Commander, <laughs> you throw one hell of a party. That's a great line. I laughed at that line a lot. And then uh, he gets a headache, and he's he starts rubbing his ears on Keiko's head, and Keiko looks horrified. Yeah, yeah she looks really... Idanian spice pudding. So it's like oh. Indian rice pudding. <laughs> That's uh, what it is. I don't like rice Get pudding. It? Oh, I love rice pudding. I hate it. Dude, I would I would fucking fall in love with rice pudding and rub my ears against it. Ah, oh, you gross bastard. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah. <laughs> Josh with that sicko's sweater on outside the the window. Ha <laughs> yes. Rice pudding, yes. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. But then uh <laughs> then O'Brien like grabs him by the ear and like drags him up like she's taken you little piss ant. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody looks at Loxana. It's not his fault. It's hers. Oh man, this, this is This is a little lesser Loxana than some other episodes, <clears throat> I will say. She's not as funny in this one. She has good wig on though. Yeah. She has several good wig. An episode. She, she gives good wig. <laughs> uh, Bashir diagnoses her with xanthi fever. Yeah. And she's like, that only happens to older betazoids. It can't be true. Can't, it's not me. Yeah. Menopause, baby. And uh, Bashir's like, she's been projecting her feelings of attraction for someone on the station. Yeah. I like how they like, uh, he's like very like tactful he's like for somebody yeah. but there there had to have been an underlying subconscious attraction and cisco's like then that means and he's yeah. like it's best if you don't think about it 
And then everyone on the station pretended this day never happened. Let's never discuss this Thanksgiving ever again. Bashir's like, oh, we'll be back to normal in a day or two. Anyway, I told uh, Kira I'd meet her in her room. Oh, yeah. And Cisco's like, I would wait a day or two for that. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no. I was going to get laid. With Kira. Do you not understand? I, I guess I'll go play racquetball with my other lover. <laughs> uh, everybody's uh, Everybody who came to the station is leaving the station, and we have this little scene that's like kind of heartbreaking at the end of this like dumb comedy episode. Yeah. Where Lawaxana says, you know, I, I know you have feelings for Kira, but I understand what it feels like to have deep feelings for someone who probably doesn't have them for you. Yeah. And she's like, you know, if if you ever get tired of waiting, she'll be there. And he says, I'll keep that in mind, which is like the worst response you could possibly have, I think. The way he like, says stay it on is the hook. nice. Yeah. Stay on the hook. Stay on the hook, dumbass. I'm going to keep <laughs> stringing you along. <laughs> He should have been like, you know, uh, that's a that's a wonderful thought. Like, I hope yeah. you find someone else to, you know, share those great feelings with because you deserve it. Right. That would have that would been better. Yeah. But to be fair, like, you've kept me on the hook with this for years. What do you want from me? We fuck thirty times a week, dude. <laughs> that's not enough. Thirty. <laughs> Once a day, dude. Um, oh, a week. Oh. A week. Thirty times oh, a never week. Never mind. Yeah, my dick fell off. <laughs> it chafes. It chafes. The chafing. Anyway, uh, at the end of the episode, after uh, Keiko and Molly leave, Bashir throws O'Brien a racket, and they walk off together laughing because now they're married. Ha <laughs> And I bet you're wondering. Since we haven't harped on it enough. Jeff and Josh, what do you think about this episode? Well, you're going to have to wait until after these messages to find out. We'll be right back. Damn, you got boned. (laughs) New from the Masters of the Universe collection. Jeff Battlebones! The collector case that carries more than warriors, more than weapons. Your parents put it together. To battle! Battle bones can also help you carry on the struggle. The struggle for... All the power in the universe! The Battle Bones Collector Carry Case. New from Mattel. Each toy sold separately. Welcome back from those messages, which I hope were less disgusting and off-putting than the previous ones. The first one's just a candy. Just about candy. It's just about candy. This one? I don't know. What did we talk about? Maybe a Thanksgiving episode or a commercial. That'd be a Thanksgiving commercial. Enjoy Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's one. Maybe Uh, there's like a Hershey Kiss Bells commercial for Thanksgiving. I don't think so. We wish you a Thanksgiving. (laughs) Uh, This director, Avery Brooks, has gone on record by saying that this episode, about this episode, in the inimitable Avery Brooks way, 
I guess it was over the top, but what is over the top after all? If you're having a pint of Guinness and you see the foam pouring over the top, you think that's great. But in a television episode, there's this concern about action being too large. It all comes down to rhythm and whether a scene has it or not. Yeah, it's the motion of the ocean, baby. It's not the size of the episode. It's the motion of the the station. He thinks like on like a different like wavelength. Sure, he's a he's like a strange guy, but in an extremely cool way. He's very interesting the way he thinks. I like I like he, it. He's got like an incredibly like attuned creative mind. Yeah, he's always uh, he's he very much like can explain creativity, which is really hard for creative people to do. That's true. I, I think it is. For me, it is. Like, why Like, why do you think something's it's, It creative, is hard you know? to explain, like, where, what creativity is and where it comes from for any particular thing that you're doing. Yeah. yeah. That's what everybody wonders. Yeah, there's no real answer. It's just, I don't know. Uh, just thought about it. Just came into my brain hole. <laughs> uh, different ends of the spectrum here. Armin Shimmerman, uh, this is his least favorite episode of all of Deep Space Nine. It's pretty bad. Because um, this episode is obviously supposed to be like a Midsummer's Night's Dream. Y- yes, yes. Uh, and he uh, he teaches Shakespeare and Shakespearean acting, and he said that he thought this episode was embarrassing. Well, it doesn't fit. Or it's a fun one. Like, it's it's fun, but like... It's not too fun. It's Again, not, they wasted yeah. Luoxana Troy in this episode for the most part. Yeah, we already know what the problem is. We've seen it before. She always does this. She's always horning up people with her empathy. <laughs> Just looking at her. Yeah. Uh, on the other end of that spectrum, Terry Farrell loves this episode. I mean, I love her. She is great. <laughs> I don't know. I, I As far as Deep Space Nine episodes go, this one's pretty bad. Of course, Magil like, Barrett liked it. Yeah. Because she got to be in it and have fun. Magil Barrett just want ma- just wants to have fun like that Cindy Lauper song. Magil Barrett's just wanna have fun. Uh, My husband's dead. Just... It's time to have fun. Oh no. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, what did you think of this episode, Josh? What's your what's your end episode rating here? I mean, we had fun talking about it and like. Uh, I guess it's not, like, terrible, but, like, nothing happens at all. Uh, nobody, there's no, like, real plot. Like, everyone's just running around horny, and it's, like, you see it coming from a mile away. For a Deep Space Nine episode, it's, like, a four, man. This is, like, a four. Like, not even a five. That's rough. I understand, though. I understand entirely where you're coming from. There's so many good episodes of DS9, and then there's this one, and it's like... This is like uh, someone's fan fiction. It is, actually. I was thinking that when I was watching it. I was like, this is very fan fiction-y. Yeah, which is okay, but... Like, a teenager yeah. like had just finished reading A Midsummer's Night's Dream for class... Yeah. And they had to do a creative writing assignment. Oh, no, they went on to fanfiction.net... Or an archive of their own immediately and start was like this fits with Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yup. In nineteen ninety four. Yeah. I'm sure 
there was a fan fiction dot. Well, Live Journal existed at that Live point, Journal, right? Yeah. So Live Journal was that was Live Journal was fan, fan, net before was fan, fan fiction. fiction for like your classmates. <laughs> right? Li- Live Journal was like I don't know, man. Live Journal was massive at that point. It, it was, was like the social media before social media. I'm so old. I remember Slam Books, dude. Well, that's the thing. Like fan fiction started out in zines. Yeah, and yeah, Rage and Against the Machines. The <laughs> the very first like widely spread fan fiction was Kirk and Spock. Spurk, they called it. Spurk. They were just sucking sucking D's. The the biggest. Like a fucking eighteen wheeler just drove around the cul-de-sac I live in. I they're delivering eighteen wheels to your house. Jesus Christ! Yeah, the, man. Like, I looked we... out the window and I I just looked direct. I'm on the second floor. I just looked directly into the man's eyes as he drove past. <laughs> Whenever we do this podcast, a million stupid things start happening. Like, oh yeah. Every it's single insane. time. Dude, it's insane how many dumbass things happen when we're doing this. Chainsaw man, truck drivers, motherfucking ro- race cars going down my street. <laughs> Computers exploding. It's nuts. Yeah, last Dude. time was a fucking shit show. Dude, my whole life is a shit show. <laughs> it's been a shit show this whole month. Yeah. Fucking March I mean, is bullshit. Uh, Fuck you, Pisces. <laughs> Wow. So this episode, we've alienated the country of England, uh, yeah. all of the Irish, and well, now Pisces. We didn't really alienate the Irish. They already know what they are. They. We keep saying they. They. <laughs> yes, yes. We know what we are. We know what we are. Not like I'm descended from a hooker or anything. No. It's not like most of my family snuck on the boat to get here or anything. You didn't even need to sneak. <laughs> you had you had to like pay your way. Like no, you did. You had to pay your way. That people used like the last of their savings, or there were landlords who would pay you to go to America to leave, yeah, because so they wouldn't have to pay taxes on their properties in Ireland. That's that's yeah. And my, my family had no money, so they snuck on the fucking boats. <laughs> Mine got here in 1809. 1809, damn. It's early, yeah. My mom's side of the family is, like, later. It's, like, uh, 1870s, something, 1880s, yeah, that, something yeah, like that. 80s, like, yeah, 80s, Like, right, whenever the potato famine was really in swing. Good thing Miles O'Brien wasn't around there to eat him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They would have fucked you, Cole Meany. There would have been a uh, like a starving Irishman, and he would have like you know, and like like uh, Looney Tunes. He would have imagined he looked at like, him, and he just Cole like Meany. turned into a potato. He just no, he just turns into himself. <laughs> it's just like a slightly like different looking Cole Meany. My ruling for the he just has butter on his head. <laughs> My ruling for this episode is a five out of ten. It is yeah, an entirely okay. middle of the road episode to me. I I won't remember it tomorrow. Yeah, I I didn't remember it at all, and uh, I've seen it before a few times. Like it didn't make me angry. The only thing that bothered me about the whole episode, uh, besides the way 
the married couple kissed. <laughs> the real life married couple kissed is yeah. uh, they really underused Loxana. This is like the probably the episode she's in that's the least fun because of her. Yeah, why didn't they have her like walking around doing more horny shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why wasn't she being more like flamboyant, and making yeah. more like wisecracks like she does? Being like, why like, isn't yeah? Why doesn't she go to Quarks and just start like? talking to people and being ridiculous and shit. You know what I mean? Like, you could li- literally... She becomes, like, the life of the party. That's what should have happened. Like, yeah, exactly. Kira's supposed to be, like, the MC there, like, the master of ceremonies, but Lawaxana, like, takes, takes over. Because her personality's yeah. so huge. That would be great. I would love that. Instead, she mostly just, like, stands around while Odo does stuff. I wish she would take over my MC. My main <laughs> cock. <laughs> what about your secondary... <laughs> Don't tell everyone that I'm Klingon Irish. Klingish. <laughs> Josh is Klingish 100%. Iron. <laughs> Iron. <laughs> That's a Klingon name, though. Iron. Yeah. Iron is like a Klingon who works at like a store, like a shop owner. <laughs> he doesn't do any fighting or anything. I. This episode could have been a lot better. But yeah. really, it could have been a lot worse, too. For sure. I can see five. I'm being a little harsher, I think, because it just it just bothers me, like, how li- literally, like, there's no plot. Like, there's, Oh, yeah. And that's okay sometimes, and, like, that's whatever. But, like, the, the we already know immediately that this is going to happen. Like, if you've never seen Star Trek, you know it's her. Like, you know it's her. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like... Even the cinematography, like the way it's shot, the way it's acted, yeah. it's a thousand percent obvious it's her. Yeah. So there's no mystery or tension in the episode. It's just a goof. It's just a big goof. Yeah, not that there has to be, right? But it's, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I wasn't in the mood for it. I'm not in the mood for a goof. <laughs> also, Loaxana doesn't even show her tits. Like, come on. It's, she's Beta Zed. She should be naked, right? During yeah, a ceremony? It's, it's Thanksgiving in space. Take your clothes off. <laughs> I love that whenever they're like, how do we make this alien race seem strange? Ah, oh, they they're take naked. their clothes off. Because to, like, at-home at flyover moms, that's uh, absolutely insane. Oh, my God. Showing my breasts to anyone except my husband? The only thing more insane taking a shower with your clothes <laughs> well that's pure madness there's there's no cure for that that's straight to bellevue right there like uh i think you just get lobotomized if you do that <laughs> there's no cure it's just they don't even do like electroshock they just lobotomize you what a horrific thing that happened in history <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to uh, make I watched goofumups about on our Star Trek. Podcast. I watched a documentary about it. Oh boy! Oh, oh I shouldn't. Oh boy, I shouldn't have watched that. Yeah, well, there are some times when you watch a documentary on something and you end it fully. Like, boy, I shouldn't have watched that. <laughs> yeah, that was a mistake, huh? <laughs> what did yep. you guys at home think about this episode? You should go back in time and send us an email to mclassemail at gmail.com because we're going to record that episode right after this. Yeah, we won't read it this time, but we'll read it next time. And we might remember what we were talking about. That's No, we won't. Don't lie to the I audience. I might. That's we have like a, a, well, I guess a 20% chance is might still. <laughs> it's like an 18% chance. That's true. I'm being too nice. 
to us. <laughs> Don't Somebody's do got to. Yeah. Speaking of that, you can follow us on Twitter at MClassPodcast and uh, interact with us and have a great time. Uh, we repost fan art. We retweet fan art. We make posts about Star Trek. We do funny jokes. It's a good place to follow to have a good time on the internet. On the internet! <laughs> Near like, you! I'd like to give a big special shout out to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. You can find Vitizen anywhere better music is sold or streamed. Dude, it's so good. He came on in the car the other day and I was just like, oh yeah, I just crazy. Oh, uh, I just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he fully Bashir'd. Oh, I just. Remember when Captain Picard went <laughs> to keep his boner down? <laughs> yep. It didn't work. I'll remember that forever, but I won't remember anything that happened in this episode. You'll remember the candy jizz talk. Oh, when, you jizz, when your dick has too much candy, it throws no, up. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> You're making jizzing unfun, which is the worst thing you could do, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Look, thank you to everybody who... Uh, has become a patron of our program at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Can you believe we made it through a whole episode without shilling once? Oh, we didn't shill. Oh, well, maybe we gotta lay low a few times a year, I guess. No. Give us your money. (laughs) Give us money. (laughs) Patreon.com slash mclasspodcast with behind-the-scenes posts, wallpapers. Oh, I need to do that. I need to post the wallpapers, the last five ones. Oh, yeah. Um... Uh, access to a Discord full of cool folks that you can chat to about Star Trek and M Class. M Class podcast. And for a little bit more money, a couple more dollars, you get access to Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, a podcast about anything except Star Trek. You get access to commentary tracks. We still need to do one of those. I know. We need to set aside some time for that. It's uh, okay. The world's ending, and we've been a little busy. It's been a little busy out here for us. I apologize. <laughs> and uh, what else could they do to help the show, Josh? Hey, you can go to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast, and you can rate and review us if you want. <laughs> Tell the world what you think of M-Class Podcast. It does help us. I know it sounds dumb, and everyone on every podcast says it, but for whatever reason, the algorithmic hellscape that we live in requires you to do this for us. This is also true of interfacing digitally with the yeah. podcast i i noticed that having a, a discord can be problematic for algorithm's sake because no everyone talks about the show on the discord and on never own, on yeah. twitter it's on its own like island basically yeah. so no one ever talks about the show on twitter so uh no one ever finds out about us and our audience never gets any bigger so if you want to think of it this way think about it like what would josh do he would be super annoying and just tell people about the show <laughs> you know how josh talks about riverdale do that yeah. before m class podcast yeah 
And then, you know, tell them about my new Riverdale podcast. Oh <laughs> I don't have God. a Riverdale You've podcast. You've been teasing that for years, though. No, 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 no. I don't think, I don't think I'd have a, be able to have a guest on it. They would be like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, this is enough for me. <laughs> this is too much. You'd have to find a new co-host, because I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> Dude, when Archie fights a bear, you're 100% in. <laughs> Archie has superpowers now. I read an article about that. No, he doesn't, does he? I haven't seen episode or season five yet. Apparently, like at the end of the last season, him and Betty develop superpowers. Oh fuck! What do they get bitten by a radioactive Archie? I don't know. Uh, Jughead <laughs> would be the one to bite them and give them radiation powers. What about his twin brother, Doughead? Have they done that? Because Jughead is played by a twin. They haven't, but they're saving that ace up their sleeve, I have a feeling. it's. I do love that those two... Uh, I see screen caps of it. I don't follow either of them. But they just roast each other endlessly on Twitter. That's hilarious. They're constantly making fun of each other. Is I would imagine there's a lot of like Jughead jokes from the other one. I don't know which one. Cole or... I don't, I don't, know. I don't know which one's which. Drake and Josh? Is that... Drake. No. Were that, who uh, were they? Old, old Drake is like a, a sexual harassing uh, assaulter now. That's, you know, that's that's not good. <laughs> no. Uh, you know what? I'll say it. That's not good. You know, I'll go out on a limb. I'll put my reputation at stake <laughs> on the internet. I'll make a hot take above all hot takes. That's bad. That's not great. <laughs> it's not even just not great. It's bad. It's bad. I said it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to M-Class Podcast. We will be back in two weeks with another episode of this and one week with an episode where we just bullshit about your emails. Join us then. Oh, bye-bye. Bye-bullshit. <laughs>
I'm mentally ill. Trick with your boy.